Broadcast Unscripted, the podcast from Radical Moves. I'm Helen Whedon. Today we're talking about ad trends and challenges. And I'm joined by Michael Lance, CEO of Exedo, uh, Jeff Gordon, the Vice President of Marketing at Main Concept. Gatis Galis, CEO of Vesset, and Leldi Adava, sales uh, also at Vesset. Hi, everyone. Hi. Hello. So we're talking about the trends in uh, ad-funded services. Obviously, we've seen this massive rise of ad-funded services recently. So maybe we can kick off with a perspective on whether that's going to continue or do we think at some point consumers are going to get tired of ads and move back towards um, subscription services. Uh, who wants to kick us off with a view on that? Maybe Michael? Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> you know me, Helen. I, I can't sort of stop having opinions about the, these topics. So uh, I have a personal view, uh, but I'm, I'm humble enough that I'm not sure that is accurate. Uh, my personal view is that uh, I think there will be a swing back. I think many people uh, will uh, realize that the cost of actually not having ads is uh, relatively low uh, by sort of moving to uh, other types of services or a higher tier. So I think there will be a swing back. Um, uh, but uh, I may be wrong. Uh, I think that's that's another thing. Uh, and the, in fact, this question is so important for us at Exedo. So we have commissioned a, a consumer analysis uh, on this topic, well, on a few other topics as well. But this is one of the key um, parts of the analysis. But we haven't uh, fully digested the results yet. So stay tuned for the outcome of that. So, um, I mean, I guess it's also partly a generation thing as well. It depends a little bit on um, generation as to how much you're likely to support ads versus not, perhaps. That's that's where I was coming from on this is, I guess, I you know, I grew up and I have the American perspective here. Um, I grew up watching network TV with the predicted commercial breaks. And so I feel like right now I'm in a, this is a you know fantastic place for me. I get a choice of whether I want to watch ads or not. And because of maybe it's my age and maybe it's because I can afford it more, but I'm I'm still keeping mostly the commercial free options when they're presented to me. Whereas I know that um, maybe younger people or whatever it might be are, you know, they're gonna choose maybe to go with more options with the with the with the ad supported piece because they didn't grow up with the uh commercial break running into the fridge or running to the bathroom, whatever it might be. They, they're more used to the pause button. Yeah, Actually, yes. So, so I guess we can support both of the opinions, yes. It depends from the age and also maybe also from region. But of course, ads will be as a part of the broadcast industry for for all, all the time, I guess. Yes, I think market shows that there is demand for free high high quality content it means that some kind of advertising model 
no, will have to be in place. But we recently discussed with one Japanese client and they uh, spoke about concept of value of ads. What they see is that basically value is diminishing and they're thinking about how to manage that. They see that ads are skipped. Um, you know, people just walk away uh, when ad breaks are happening. And um, you know, we need to find, find new ways how to, again, raise uh, the value of ads. So how, how do you think we do that as an industry then? How do we change that around? You know, one idea we presented there, you know, we still have to see how it will go. But we're launching a product. Is basically we don't uh, stop the broadcast, but um, the ads are shown in a contextually nice way in the video. Basically, either the main video, let's say live sports event, uh, is squeezed a little bit, and you see some kind of um, advertising content, but in a non-intrusive way somehow. It should be ideally brief and. Uh, and would make sense. And um, this Japanese client said they measure that. They just want to see what the value will be, whether Can that helps or not. about that uh, solution? Uh, that's very interesting. So I assume that's a, um, uh, a non-video ad, like, a, I don't know, like an L-shaped uh, ad area. Then you have sort of slightly squeezed video on one side. There are several options, but one which we we will experiment with, right, uh, in the market is that the main video squeezes not in L shape but really in in a box, and then you see uh, a background which is part of the ad, and you see a video ad played in another box. But this has to be made well designed, right? Let's say there is. Um, uh, skiing happening uh, in Switzerland, and you see ad of Tissot watch, something like this. Yeah, I, I think it could work for some types of content, uh, but not others. Um, yeah. So, so what I'm, I'm curious, uh, guys, if if you share my view on this, I find that there is a substantially greater acceptance for ads at the beginning than uh, interstitials uh, in the middle of a piece of content. Uh, would that be would that be a way to overcome sort of the ad hesitancy by sort of having a, a different way of treating uh, the, the ad experience at the beginning of a uh, piece of content? I can only judge from what I see from our clients. This is what we do basically. Our clients use our platform to originate TV channels. And we see what kind of ad breaks they do. Um, so usually do uh, interstitials, I would say. So just uh, cut um, the material in, say, 20 pieces and do interstitials. But this is all you know, the old model. I don't think it works very well for them. Obviously, you as an OTT provider, you probably replace those ads using Scotty markers, right? But uh, yeah, in, in terms of ad breaks, do we see more interstitials actually? Yeah, it's, it's obviously better for the provider, but it works for the consumer. So my point was yeah. from the 
so from from the consumer experience uh, that uh, if you want, because I think many of our customers, they're looking to move to sort of hybrid monetization. So they, mm -hmm. they want to keep the subscription uh, with some sort of monetization there, but they want to add advertising as well. Uh, mm -hmm. And to be able to tap into both streams, but they're very conscious that if consumers are paying, they only have a certain um, acceptance level of, of advertising. And they're thinking a lot about where to put the ads or how to treat the consumers in the right way while still tapping into those uh, new revenue streams. I think it's if we can be more predictable with them in a lot of services actually will show you the dots of where the ads are going to come in. So I think that's, that's helpful. And I totally agree. I think if they're in the beginning and the end, that's probably a lot more acceptable to consumers. One thing I've noticed, uh, at least here in the US, YouTube has been adding a lot more ads into their streams. And they're really unpredictable. You'll be in the middle of a sentence and it'll break to an ad for 30 it's seconds, terrible. come back and finish the sentence. Um, yeah, so I think that's I've noticed a, this as well. Uh, yeah. And it's... Uh, I think that the uh, YouTube are sort of getting a bit greedy uh, without any any uh, yeah. sort of deeper analysis. Uh, I think yeah. uh, consumers are, are getting tired of that. So let's yeah, we don't even need to talk change. about the ad blocking uh, issue with YouTube, but I think that's <laughs> I'm definitely do, seeing that. Do you think YouTube's doing that because what they really want is people to subscribe to the premium and get rid of ads? No, I don't think so. Uh, I, I think, uh, I mean, would you destroy the user experience in order for, you, for the, those angry consumers to pick up another more expensive offering? No, I, I don't think they think about that. Interesting. I, I mean, may, maybe they do, but I don't think that's the right approach. Uh, none of our, our sort of customers coming from the TV space would ever approach the problem with that. Let's let, just load up with the ads so the consumers upgrade to more expensive tiers. You, you you sort of alienate your customers. Yeah, they could be thinking differently than the rest, but it seems like everybody else is trying to push people towards the ad tiers uh, away from their premium levels. Um, something back to earlier, just as far as what the ads could look like too. And I know uh, it was mentioned about the L shapes and, and all those things. And, and that's something we're looking at as well. We've got overlays. Something that's interesting is just sort of inserting it more you know, holistically into the content itself. Uh, but one, you know, one of the things that uh, has become, it seems like a challenge is more, how do you handle that technology? Personalization, I think that, that's a big topic. And personalization on a phone is, that's easy. It's sort of more or less one-to-one. -one. But when I'm watching it on my smart TV at home with my family and my wife on my Netflix account versus her Netflix account, for instance. So um, how do we know, how do we handle that kind of personalization? I think those are the kind of things we're struggling with too when we're, one thing is just getting that technology in place so we can actually do it. And number two is how do you make sure you're targeting in the right way? Right. And that, anybody who has the answers. <laughs> and that personalization is going to be part of what makes people less annoyed with the ads potentially, because at least they're going to be relevant. Potentially. I think that's the that's the and where are they where are we getting personalized? You know, we we all get our personalizations and probably somewhat accurate. And of course it's you know, my wife's buying yeah. lots of stuff that's being sent to her. But still, going back to, to YouTube, um, I mean, normally you would log in and have some sort of personalized experience, right? You're getting content recommendations, so, but the ads are horrible. Uh, you're getting ads all over the place. 
pretty relevant. So not even YouTube is doing this particularly well. Um, so we have a long way to go, but I, I fully agree that um, the, the personalization and the targeted ad experience is still sort of one of those holy grails in this industry that needs to be resolved somehow um, going forward. Uh, and I think there are relatively easy ways of at least enhancing the, the experience uh, based on sort of uh, uh, not necessarily demographic information, but just based on sort of behavior, user behavior, uh, which is close to our heart uh, at Exedo because we live and breathe user experiences. So by, by sort of knowing the user behavior, uh, you know, browsing history and, and uh, watch history and so on, you can draw conclusions uh, not 100% accurately, but you can draw some conclusions about the uh, the audience, um, which means that you should be able to at least remove some of the uh, uh, ads that are completely irrelevant, or at least have theories about it, and then measure sort of engagement levels going forward. And, and of course, I think you're alluding to the quality of the ads is pretty relevant too. It could be you know highly targeted, but if it's just poor quality. So that's going to affect the uh, uptake also. Yeah. Do you, do you see how AI could help in this personalization and kind of understanding what would work for the viewer? Uh, absolutely. Uh, it, I mean, I, I would just assume that there are, are smarter minds than than the five of us uh, that have already figured out some sort of ways of using AI to uh, to present more relevant ads. Um, but I guess, uh, I mean, the, the challenges must be finding sort of relevant raw data, uh, which must come from mm. the actual end user um, behavior and, and, and what they, how they, they deal with ads, uh, which is tricky, I guess, because it's so fragmented out there. Uh, but certainly the big platforms should be able to get the data from, from their own consumers. So do you think beyond AI that we're going to see, or maybe including AI, but that we're going to see a lot more innovation in this arena over the coming months? I do. I think we're really we're really in the start here. So I don't I don't know that we're actually seeing the real innovation yet. Uh, so I think there's there's a lot of a lot of room to grow here. Um, I mean, if you look at sort of like monetization inter interactivity, for instance, uh, that's not. It's and again, this is just my perspective of the services I have and what I read about. But if I look at Amazon, for instance, I'm an Amazon Prime subscriber. They will pop up a QR code, like a little. They'll have an ad come in on the on the main menu, and they'll have a QR code there. It's for sort of. Then I gotta, you know, gotta click it, and then I'll go shop that way. Uh, Disney Plus, they have a special shopping screen that you have to rotate to to over. And again, I'm talking about on my smart TV, not on a phone. Um, so you, you go click and then you get a URL that'll tell you what to type in and go to. So there's a lot of, a lot of room to grow there. And those are the big guys. So, uh, and that's just for monetization, but we're talking about where AI can come into play. We're talking about these, uh, interstitials, the elf shapes, the, um, interactive banners, the, um, the, the, the non-intrusive pieces. So I think we're just starting to see the beginning there. Yeah. I think those interactions is what you refer to when your Japanese, uh, customers or partners talked about sort of the um, the v declining value of ads because I mm. think one of the 
the big questions is obviously how many people are actually watching the ads and how many are sort of walking away, uh, getting a new yeah. cup of coffee uh, when the ad is playing. And I think by adding interactivity, uh, it, it should be possible to at least measure the efficiency of ads, uh, at least comparing different, again, you need to have pretty large numbers, but you you can compare the efficiency of a certain uh, ad compared to another uh, by, by comparing the interactions. Lodi, what's your view on um, that innovation that we're going to see? I agree with the colleagues. I see there is a lot of potential. Of course, at the beginning, it's just a buzzword and everyone's trying to use it and saying, claiming that they have it for, for like various functions. However, I guess it will evolve and it might be even like, for instance, predicting power like autumn is approaching and uh, so you get targeted ads that you should get some winter coat or rubber boots so there's various ways i guess uh, it could be and will be used that we are not uh, aware of yet so what do you guys think about uh, product placements uh, in, in the productions i mean that that's an area where I think there will be a lot of innovation. I mean, the challenge is that uh, you want to do product placements, but of course, at the time of production and the time of distribution, things may have changed. So you need to dynamically replace those product placements, uh, which you can do with, I guess, AI-powered, uh, sort of almost like live uh, editing. Uh, do you feel that this is a, an opportunity of creating more value for advertisers, or, or do you see that this is many years in the future? Does it exist already? It exists. Well, it exists. Yeah, putting to some like extent, places. right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, yes. I know that it exists, but but as, as in terms of of a widespread adoption, but maybe I'm 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 sort of more thinking about that it's only in, in sort of high value uh, sitcoms and and so on. Well, I think I mean from that point of view, it is because some product placement is something we've all you know, been around for forever, more mm -hmm. or less, with with live TV, yeah. with TV itself. So. Uh, we've experimented with that too. If somebody in uh, whatever sitcom it is is carrying around a can of Coca Cola, it's you know we can we can you know change it so it's whatever the Excellent. right brand is or written in the right language uh, mm -hmm. in that person's hand. Uh, it is we we've tried it a bit. We're had su success with the static images when it's not moving around. When they're actually moving around the can, that of course introduces a lot more issues. Maybe that's where AI really is going to come in and help out, but. Um, we're also, when we're looking at, we're encoding frame by frame, AI or not, that's also something that, that does help as well. You know, if deep fakes work, I mean, replacing no brand should be easy. But I think, yeah, no, yes, totally. Probably this, this is the future that's coming. Changing the, the content itself. So that it is um, relevant in terms of advertising. And but what about the interactivity in that context? Because then uh, it, it, I mean, that hasn't really happened in my mind, at least as, as far as I'm aware of, because people are afraid of de destroying the consumer experience. Yeah. Uh, Do you mean in terms of being able to then, so that you replace the product, but you can actually then go and buy it? And well, you have Jeff's uh, Amazon QR code, right? So if you if you're seeing sort of a, uh, I don't know, nice dress in a sitcom, uh, how would you prompt sort of a, an interest from the consumer there? 
uh, and how would you actually, if the consumer is interested in more information or a wine bottle or wh whatever you may find in, in some sort of show? It's a difficult question, but I have no idea. Yes. Of the answer. I, I would say you just press pause, go towards screen, push your finger, and somehow buy it. I don't know. Yeah. Um, they will find I a way, I guess. It's very yeah. good. Yes, very good question. How do you get the customer to buy it? From instance, like from movies, but I guess they will solve this puzzle and uh, it will be like the next day delivery on your door, the nice dresses. Arriving. Maybe it would be something like um, like the uh, sort of X-ray that you're getting sort of actor information when, when you pause. Uh, maybe you can get some sort of information there if you're interested in in something you're seeing on the screen, and then you can, if you're interested, you can I don't know, like bookmark the dress or uh, the car or whatever. Or it will be connected with Google Lens, for instance. You scan the, the dress, and it's instantly in your like. Mm. It's also possible, I guess. Yeah, a lot of ways to tie it in together. And how yeah, about like just I guess we're talking? Yeah, and I'm talking about smart TVs. I'm talking about Netflix and Disney Plus. But then you have the social pieces. We hear like TikTok is is jumping, and that's where a lot of a lot of younger people are really getting the content, even short form now. And and there, I think there is going to be a lot more opportunities, or, or there'll be a lot more used to clicking to learn more, to buy, whatever it might be. So maybe that's going to potentially um, populate the more traditional types of distribution as well. I guess where you have that short form content, it's not, you know, you're not having to interrupt it so much because it's a really short video and then it comes up with all the links and off you go. Yeah. But yeah, certainly interesting. I think there's there's a lot happening and a lot of innovation and it'd be interesting to see to see where it goes. Um, I'm aware of time, but maybe does anyone want to sum up with any last thoughts about how they see things um, moving into the future? I think ads will not disappear. Just mm -hmm. find better ways. I hadn't thought about this. Thank you for this, but this uh, product placement in a smart um, AI-generated way like, to totally makes sense to me. I see my kids watching hours of podcasts on YouTube. It would be no problem for podcasters to just place you know, some merchandise next to them and monetize that way, right? But it has to be you know, trackable, clickable, and so on. I'll just reiterate, I guess we still sort of see we're in the early days. Um, so that I think it's very exciting where we're working, where we're going to go with this, both as far as where the ads go and, and just as far as all the different bundles we're looking at as far as the, the options we have to work on uh, bundling paid and and uh, free and, and subscriber-based options and, and see where all those ads are going to come in and how they're going to target me specifically versus all of you. Lodi, do you have any last comments you want to make? I can uh, support Gadi's opinion that the yes, ads will not uh, disappear. They are here forever, I guess. Uh, and if they will be fine, uh, they're They'll find find a ways how to make them more attractive, targeted, relevant, and uh, specifically to certain individuals. Great. And Michael, any final words from you? 
Uh, no final words. I agree with uh, the rest of the team here uh, that the industry needs innovation to find new ways of making uh, the advertising experience more engaging. Otherwise, we risk losing the most important revenue stream that we have. And everything will go to TikTok. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and AI. <laughs> All very good comments. Thank you so much, everybody. Thank you, Michael, Jeff, Artis and Lundy. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.